Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Dr. Zoe Today, where the topics are real, raw, and relevant about business, entertainment, and relationships. Warning, do not listen to this show if you are sensitive to controversial issues or easily offended. Dr. Zoe and her guests are not to be held liable for any shock, pissing of the pants, sudden desire of change, or uncontrollable laughter. Now, here's your host, Dr. Zoe. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the show. I am so happy to be back with my naughty ones. And thank you so much for all the entries for Dr. Zoe's Sexiest Pick of the Week. We will be announcing the winner later on. But tonight, I have a very interesting character for you guys. He's even admitted to having an ultra ego that has gotten him into some choppy waters at times in the past. This yachty has worked his way up the ladder, that's for sure, has a very interesting backstory from Zimbabwe, and is now a reality television star on Bravo's Below Death Mediterranean. Welcome to the show, Joelle. How are you? Very good, thanks. How's it going? Good, good, good. So go ahead first. What I want to do is give everybody out your... Give out your Instagram so everyone can contact you and connect with you and check you out. Okay, no worries. Um, my Instagram is Joao Grand Franco, um, J-O-A-O Grand Franco. <laughs> okay, awesome. Yeah. So congratulations yeah. on your second season on Below Deck Mediterranean. Thank you very much. It's been yes. <laughs> and also you've really made a ton of progress in a short time in the yachting world from Deccan to Boston, and now you're a captain, right? I am indeed, yes. That's awesome. That is awesome. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about how it all got started. So where are you? Where were you born? I was born in Zimbabwe, uh, very far from home at the moment. <laughs> yes. that, little, that little landlocked country with absolutely not, nothing to do with yachting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and like when you grew up, like what, t- paint a picture for us, like what did your parents do for a living? What what was it like? Um, it was it was fairly difficult back home. Um, my parents weren't very well off to start off with. Um, my mom uh, ran a, a car sales and she had been up until fairly recently, so she'd made quite a good name for herself there. And my dad had moved from fixing tractors to um, opening an interior design and fit um, company. Okay, so when you and I spoke a few weeks back, you told yep. me that you were, you know, gotten a lot of trouble in your country, and like you've been arrested <laughs> yeah. for a lot of stupid reasons. So, Absolutely. what is what is that all about? Well, I mean, it's, it, nobody nobody could ever understand it, I guess, until or if they're ever visiting a third world country, you know, it makes more sense to people. But uh, trying to explain how it works in a place like that is, is difficult to, to understand. Um, I guess we, uh, from the age of about 13 years old, you could potentially be arrested for absolutely anything if you're not willing to pay bribes. Um, the country's very corrupt. Um, obviously, we had a, a very political 
error um, in the in the sense where they uh, we we had our farms taken from us. We had um, it's all it's a lot of violence, I guess. Um, but it's all the whole country's. It, it revolves around the bribery and corruption because people are very desperate. It's a very, very poor country. Wow, wow. You're breaking yeah. up just a little bit. Um, but you said the country is really about bribes and a lot of corruption. And Absolutely. so, um, and you talked about robberies before as well. Yeah. So, what kind of led up? Like, what were the things that led up from to you kind of making a decision to leave the country and change your life? Um, well, you know, we, the thing is, it's, it's a very love-hate relationship that we all have with this country because it's a very beautiful country. Um, there are a lot of pros to living there, but you live at a risk. Um, you know, in, in being local to the country, I know how to work my way around it, but any foreigner to come into that country would, would struggle. Um, we had some major, major robberies um, from from age 12 years old i had to know how to use a gun effectively um my dad had left at that time um he had moved to another country so between my mom myself and my brother we basically had to fend ourselves <laughs> and uh is your brother that, is your brother older or younger than he's you? younger than myself yes he's two years younger okay okay so i guess i guess when my dad left at 12 years old i had to fill in some some uh, some big shoes, but uh, yeah. as far as as far as protecting you know our family, that's what we brought up and I guess bred to do. Um, what kind of stuff were you arrested for, Joel? Uh, small petty crimes, I guess. Uh, not as not crimes as such, but how many times would you say you were I've arrested? Been, I've been arrested well over I would say well over a hundred times. Oh my, my God! <laughs> All one night things, and it's it's mainly because I rebelled against paying bribes. Um, I I didn't okay. feel that it was right, but it, it, it's it's more inconvenient than anything spending the night in a jail cell. <laughs> but give me a few examples. If it was over a hundred times, give me like three yeah. examples of what type of things um, you were being. Were, Traffic offences, um, but my I, I did have an issue with biting back home. Um, okay. We we're a very um, we're a very alcohol-driven country because there's not much to do. So the cultures, you know, it it, it requires well not requires, but a lot of people drink a lot. So, Is this where um, the birth of your alter ego happened, Jezebel, or did that come yes, later? Absolutely. So okay. my mom, my mom's. Uh, Nickname is, is, is Jezebel. Jezebel. <laughs> oh, her nickname is Jezebel. Jezebel, yes. Yeah. So that's okay, where it comes like from. Okay, like Jezebel in the Bible, exactly. who was the temptress. <laughs> Except listen, she's more I, liked than I have with, with drugs. So. <laughs> yes, I come from a very religious background, and I've been called a Jezebel in my okay. day. <laughs> and it's not a very flattering thing to be called here in the U.S., but. So when she's drunk, her alter ego is Jezebel. So Jezebel, that's where yes. Jezebob came up, and Jezebel, that's kind of like absolutely. the drunk version of you. Would you say? Exactly. It is <laughs> okay. definitely. I mean, I don't. I don't. Uh, you know, or is it just an excuse, even when you're sober, to be oh. like, oh, it was just, it was just that I fucking Jezebob. I, I can guarantee right now, I have such an issue with blacking out. So oh, you know, if I had a few drinks, um, I, I. I if I overstep my drinking ability per se, then 
I go back, like, I, I, I forget the whole night from even when I was sober. That's how bad it is. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah Those days are long gone. I went through a little phase, but then yeah. the drinking thing just kind of wore off for me. Thank goodness. But, um, but yeah, that is, that is crazy. That is definitely yeah. crazy. Well, to totally I mean, black out. With, with, the, with the show, that was the only time I ever technically met Desabob because I had never been recorded before. So I didn't know how bad ah. it was, to be honest. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. So then you're seeing yourself and yeah. you're like, oh, exactly. my gosh. And unfortunately, oh my I didn't see myself during the show. Um, I could only, I mean, the show is um, produced and then we, we only edited a lot. To 10 months later. Yeah. Um, so in in ten months, I was still unaware of what was to come. It was yeah. It was quite um, quite. <laughs> okay, so talk. let's rewind for a second. Yeah. When did you get to the point where you finally were like, <laughs> "I want to make a change in my life. I'm leaving Zimbabwe." Like, what happened? So we, I had um, started a company uh, three years prior to leaving. Um, it was to do with building recreational vehicles for tourism. I, I loved my country and I loved all bordering countries, so I made a job out of it. Um, we built these RVs for um, tourists to travel around, and we had one uh, financial partner who um, basically paid for the, the trucks to be built, and then we were paid on commission. Long story short, we did really, really well. I had uh, nine others working under me. Um, we had a fantastic life at that time until the country crashed. When the country crashed, basically everything we owned got seized. And what we year were, was that? Where was like around what year? Was well, that? three years. That was tw- uh, 2015, if I'm not mistaken. So it wasn't even that long ago. No, this was the third time that the country had gone through something like this. But okay. everyone eventually like they eventually scrape out of it and start again but there's a there is there's a lot of illegal businesses that run the country back home okay so (laughs) all of your all of you so all of your stuff for your business your own personal business was seized they took everything okay and then you just got fed up and sick of it and then what did you decide like what happened well, I had a, a sit down with everyone. I was looking into commercial diving, um, and then I thought that would take a lot of years off of my life, so I, I chose not to do it. Um, and I guess everyone's same situation where they get into yachting is by hearing it from someone. And I had a really good friend of mine sit down and, and tell me about it over a cup of drinks, and I did some research on it, and thought it was a great idea. Um, especially because of the qualifications needed. Um, you don't need much to get into yachting, but uh, you can get very far if you make it. I mean, it all depends on your drive and your personality, I guess. Okay, right there we can hear you good. You've been breaking up a little bit. Oh, and I, want, <laughs> I really want the listeners to hear your story. Um, okay, so the thing that's really cool is that you took action. So you sat down with everybody that you cared about and, you know, we got to pause for the cause for a second because there's so many people listening and they can't stand their lives or (laughs) in a dead end relationship that sucks ass and they stay for all the wrong reasons or they're in a dead end job or they're in a country where they feel trapped and they don't feel like they have the opportunities, but you took action and that speaks volumes about your character. And then what was next for you? You, you and your brother and some friends 
ended up getting together and moving. Is that right? Yes. Well, what I'd suggested for everyone that worked for me um, was that I would pay for whatever they needed to do to start their next adventure. So I took all of us um, into uh, South Africa, bordering country, for us to do all our courses in order to be qualified to do yachting. And then I gave everyone a choice as to what they wanted to do. And um, three of the uh, so five five people came down with me to do the courses. Three of the five followed their trade. One of my friends stayed at home to look after everything I'd owned, and I'd paid him a salary to do so. And then myself and my brother left. And so, so yeah, when you guys left, where did you go? Uh, we went straight to France. Uh, I think that was the, that was the most that was definitely the hardest and most exciting decision I've ever made in my life because it was at a point where it was a Thursday. I sat everyone down. Um, I said to them, I'd sort everything out, but I can't do this anymore. I need to leave. So a Friday, myself and my brother booked our tickets. Uh, Sunday, we left. Tuesday, we got to, to France. And Wednesday, we got our first bit of job, our first bit of work. <laughs> so talk about that. How did you go to another country and just get a job? You actually... You told me before when we spoke yes. um, originally that you and your brother walked the dock. Yes. You walked so, the docks and talked to boat owners, right? You talked to uh, yacht owners? Not boat owners, um, but the boats we were, were dealing with, you'll never, ever be able to speak to the owner. Um, right. And there are certain moments when you can or cannot approach a boat. And obviously, as a yacht, you know when a boat is approachable or not. So you basically go and beg for a job. <laughs> and the only thing they have to rely on when you go and beg for that job is your character and your personality. So if you are confident, if you, you know, they, they, they look for it, but you have to understand that, that they've just seen 100 people just like you come up to that right. boat. So what right. makes you different from the rest of them? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. But talk about, you know, really you know, taking uh, on a challenge to change well, your life, absolutely. walking the docks and, yeah. you know, and selling yourself. Like you the, have to I mean, really... At the end of the day, even leaving home, we could not leave with cash or money. We, I, I never owned a... Uh, well, we didn't have credit cards. We didn't have debit cards. There was, there was no such thing back home. It was all about cash. So if you wanted to buy a car, you'd have to buy it in cold hard cash. There was no loans. There was nothing like oh, wow. that. So yeah. when we were going to leave the country, we weren't allowed more than $200 in, in our pocket to leave. And I had uh, previously and very, I mean, not coincidentally, but in preparation for anything to happen, bought gold coins. <laughs> so oh, I bought nice. gold coins before I left and uh, I managed to leave with the gold coins. They couldn't take them from me. Um, by law anyway, and uh, got to France and swapped my gold coins for some euros. <laughs> that is smart. That's yeah, wonderful. Yeah. So when did the, uh, how did the opportunity to be on Below Deck come up? How did that happen? Um, they, I, basically, we have a, it's, it's sort of like LinkedIn of yachting. Um, it's called Yacht Spot, Y-O-T-H-T-O-T. Um, so all of us will put our resumes into this um search engine i mean it's a search engine for for uh yachties uh, for captains and for owners to find the hire, right yes. um so when we have done that i think what the, the the show does is they they look through these cvs and they look through resumes and find particular people to offer an application for 
Um, so in the first application, um, I got up to the last bit of it. This was three years ago, and I declined it for a, a permanent position that myself and my brother were offered on the same boat. Mm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was worried about my family rather than, than myself at that time. So. <laughs> okay. And then so you're contacted through this to be on the show, and then yeah. what was the process as far as, like, how soon did you go into taping? Well, that's the thing. Filming. It's, it's, so, it's, so, it's such a long process, to be honest. It's not easy at all. Um, they will leave you hanging up until two weeks before the show starts as, as the, uh, for the production. So right. we, we don't know. I mean, we, we, I went through about five or six different stages or processes before and this was months before um, getting the actual position or being told that I would be on the show. Okay. One of and them so, being a, a psychological evaluation, which I'm not sure how I passed, but people <laughs> 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 who actually failed in that's a thing, which is pretty surprising. Um, we've had a few people obviously told every now and then that there are people that fail in psychological evaluations, and when you read up on it, it, it seems almost impossible to fail, but. There are questions in there that I, I just don't know how it works, but they, they get to the bottom of, of the person you of are. Of course, absolutely. 520 questions. <laughs> wow, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so last season was your first season. This yes. is your second season that's airing yes. right now that you are on. And, of course, like you said, filming on these shows are always like almost a year previous, you know, yes. months and months and months beforehand. But last season you had this so-called love triangle between yes. you and Brooke. Now is Brooke from the UK? Where was Brooke yes. from? She was from Utah. She's okay. From Utah. So, so last season between Brooke and Casey and Casey's American, right? Yes. She was American girl. And They're completely um, contrasting you, to each other, right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> one's brunette, one's blonde, and one is like seems very like proper the other kind of just you know easy like go casual yeah (laughs) and then so then you ended up with Brooke but you kind of you know the way that the show was edited and the way that things were portrayed it was kind of like you were kind of this like douchebag player somebody being kind of dishonest (laughs) because you're like you're like flirting with Casey while you're you know trying to you know establish this relationship with Brooke so that all happened and we saw that kind of play out and you and Brooke end up leaving the yacht together after the season is over and then that's where I want you to pick up and tell me what happened after you guys left together with that relationship? Well, uh, to start off with, we had planned a trip to uh, Florence. Um, it was great. It was amazing. But we did did realize within the first two or three days, both with the pressure of having been recorded, you're, when you walk off the boat, you still look for the cameras. You're still sort of trying to be aware of what you say, but you're not sure if you can or can't say it. So, Right in the beginning, we knew there was a lot that we had to learn about each other. Um, right. Up until the, I mean, we spent the first eight days together. Between the seventh and eighth day, we had almost called it off, um, just okay. because of the pressure of of everything. Um, we decided to keep it going, and then um, I'd gone back home for a, a month, and then she visited me after that month uh, in Zimbabwe. So. Yeah, we'd spent uh, a month or so. So she, ca- she came to Zimbabwe and met yeah. your family and everything? Yes, yeah, she did, yeah. And she stayed for a month? 
She stayed for a month, yes. Wow, that's a <laughs> yes, long time. It is a long time. The thing, the thing with, and, and obviously I speak about cultural differences being the main issue between myself and Brooke, um, we as a family back home are very easy going, very easy going. So we're very welcoming in a sense where everyone who comes down is family, you know. And I think, I think on the UK side of it, it's just it's not quite the same. So, you know, she felt, she definitely got homesick. Um, she definitely um, was very concerned about the culture I had come from. Um, obviously, I was in, in the... I you know, I, we're, I losing, did we're losing you again, yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. All right, so yes. repeat that. I'm so sorry because you broke up. Okay, no so, worries. Um, so basically, um, she was like concerned said, about the cultural differences. Yes, is yes, what I'm what yes. I'm hearing from you, and you know, of course, I'm in Zimbabwe and the UK, totally, totally different backgrounds and Absolutely. things like that. And then, so after she comes to visit, what happened after that? So after she came to visit, we decided to then leave uh, just before Christmas to. Um, meet her family <laughs> so it was very rushed in, 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 as a whole thing but that's the thing with yachting as well it's, sorry I'm just going to start my data signal um, the thing with yachting is that you kind of you, you, you literally go in balls deep in relationships and you know each other almost too quickly so mm-hmm. whatever you find out right from the beginning you know and, and, and going further up in, in pursuing a relationship in yachting it can be very dangerous because yeah. you know far too much about each other right from the start. Right. Yeah. Okay. And then, so how did, what ended up, like, you guys aren't together now, so yes. how did the relationship end? Well, we were going through a couple of rough patches every now and then, but I was still persistent in, in making it work. Um, she was too, but I think her, it, it was more words than, than actually wanting to make it work. Um, she is slightly, I mean, I don't know. She basically, what had happened was I had, con- well, I had told her that we're going to make it work regardless of what we do. I was on a vessel at the time when I spoke to her and asked her what it would take for us to work because we had tried to find work together and that mm-hmm. was proving very, very difficult because um, in yachting, they don't particularly like couples because they know that it's very, very difficult in in. Uh, a, a relationship is very difficult, right. and it can be poisonous. Right, as, as many re, as many businesses, <laughs> even yeah. not in yachting, yeah. it's sometimes very difficult. Like whether Absolutely. you own a restaurant or you have any kind of corporation or company, yeah. it's difficult when you have a couple working for you. Absolutely, because well, business, you know mixing business and pleasure sometimes yeah. doesn't mix very well. As, as well, right. well, mixing business and pleasure, yes, but you're mixing business and pleasure with the people you're working with. And you're right. mixing your business and pleasure with them at the same time, you know. So right. it's, it's a combination of absolutely everything. And to this day, I do not know of a single, a single relationship that has gone through in my three years of yachting. I don't know one relationship that's worked. Not one. <laughs> yeah, not a single one. Okay. Okay. And so, so give us the good. What really happened? Because I know you've been interviewed about this, but yes. not to the extent 
of the truth that you yes. shared with me yes. personally. Absolutely. And I think it's important that people know, and I think there's a big yes. lesson in it as well. So, <laughs> so what Absolutely. ended up happening? So after I said to her that I do whatever it takes, what does she want from me? She, her message specifically says, you need to be here. So I spoke to my captain just after that, and I, I told, and now he was a good friend of mine as well. This was the second time I'd worked with him. He had told me that he respects my decision to leave because I said I would leave. So I phoned her back and I said, I've quit my job and I'm coming to you. That very moment, definitely the way she reacted should have told me that there were there were red stops coming, you know. So right. she, she basically said to me, you know, that um, I can't put it down on her that I've left my job for her. Uh, what if we don't work X, Y, Z? And I was willing to take that risk anyway. So when I got down to uh, Florida where she worked, um, we basically, uh, I, I'd seen, we, we, we basically wanted to start again. We hadn't seen each other for over a month at that time. So we wanted to take each step as it, as it came in order to get to know each other again, get to figure out what we wanted. Although we'd spoken every day, there were ups and downs, of course, with everything. Um, right. So, yeah, um, I had seen her maybe every second day, and now I know why. <laughs> but uh, after, after that happened, after I'd been there for three weeks, I was asked to go, to, well, we were all asked, actually, to go to the reunion. When we went to the reunion, um, there was one issue that had happened, and that was And that, this is on Andy Cohen Live. This is the Andy Cohen is Live, yes. Amazing. I love him. But, yeah. Okay, so you're on Andy Cohen Live, and... So, so we're on Andy Cohen Live, and um, Casey had decided to bring up the fact that we were speaking every now and then, of mm -hmm. which Brooke definitely knew about, and there's no doubt about that. Um, uh, the frequent... The, she was more concerned about how often I'd spoken to her rather than the fact that I'd spoken to her. So I feel that there was a little bit of a plot there because when Casey had said that I was flirting with her, I genuinely was texting her to make sure she was okay, mainly because of the amount of uh, criticism we get online. Um, mm -hmm. It can push you right to the edge. Um, I feel that I'm a very strong will-powered person and I can turn that off but I was very concerned because she was getting a lot of criticism online so in in that point um I, um, I had left uh, uh watch what happened live uh sorry I'd left the reunion and I'd found Brooks and I found Casey and I got them together and I had asked them to speak it all out now that there were no cameras around us and tell uh, and for Casey to admit you know, what, why she had said what she said. So when she had admitted to, to um, Brooke that it wasn't exactly clear as to my intentions, but that's what she felt it was, Brooke then decided she would give me a chance to, again, fix things. So, but there was the one point she said that she was going for five days to, um, to her boss's house uh, the, the the vessel's house. Sorry, the boss of the vessel's house to train the the um the, the sorry to train his uh, crew for table service at the house, and that okay. was in Maine. So once we, I had waited in New York for five days for her to um well to to do that, and then I left from there to the plane to the airport. Uh, from New York, and in New York, I decided when I 
had gone through my emails, I found an email that she had sent to me previously because I was handling all her documents for her um, for her yachting uh, CV and, and all her certificates. I found a password. <laughs> so I thought, you know, obviously entrusting her as much as I could, um, it was something that I wasn't so sure of. And just Okay, so you guys are in a relationship. She has yes. you handling some email things for her. Yes. You have a password that you yes. find in an email. You yes. are you just waited five days in New York. You're yes. at the airport getting ready yes. to go where? Yes. Where were you headed? I was getting ready to go to Fort Lauderdale to meet up with her. Um, meet up with her and so yes. you find this password and then yes. what happens so i find the password and i decided very randomly to see if the password would work on her instagram um do, do, do. <laughs> listen like up listen it. up everyone in a relationship yeah, yeah take a it. note here because <laughs> no you got well, the same password you know for everything yeah not always <laughs> such a good idea okay so you get her this it's, password you put it in her instagram and yes, it works and it, and it and it works okay oh, so as soon as it works i had i had sent her a text on instagram asking before i'd looked at anything I asked her to promise me that she hadn't been with anyone. She said to me, I promise I have not been with anyone. In that breath, she had randomly sent a message of which I had not gone through Instagram. It popped up on my screen saying, um, sorry, a, a message from him had popped up saying, no, babe, why would I do that? So immediately my, my bells went and I was like, what is he talking about? I went into her Instagram and she had sent him a text on Instagram saying, have you unblocked Joao? And he said to her, no, babe, why would I do that to you? So I waited for a little while before I said anything. Um, Did I you know thought, this guy? Did you know who the guy yes, was or no? The guy oh, was, the guy, no, I didn't know him personally. I had seen, which is, again, uh, bells ringing. I had seen him. He, she worked with him. He was a deckhand on her boat. Um, how ironic, right? Didn't she go through this? Before. But why would he block you? Because they had pictures together on his Instagram? So that's or? exactly okay. what had happened. Okay, got yeah. you. Okay. So he had warned, she, I think what had happened. But you're at the airport and you're watching this I was on in the Instagram. Plane. I was in the plane and luckily again, oh the plane God. was delayed. So if the plane was not delayed, I would not have seen oh, it. So I God. am a very, very firm believer of absolutely everything happening for a reason because yes. I would still be at some stage either not knowing because uh, I'll tell you in a, in a little bit, but we had plans and the plans were coming to fruition after the small trip that I was going to see her. So basically I'd seen this message come up and then I said to her, well, I'm coming to Fort Lauderdale right now because she was unsure of whether I'd come or not. I hadn't told her specifically that I was at the airport. I told her I was having second thoughts about coming. So, um, she then sent me a message saying, well, if you're coming, please let me know um, so we can see each other and, and, and make, make plans. And she had sent him a message in the same breath saying, oh, my God, he's fucking coming to Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> so I obviously figured out that she has told him that we're not together and I'm almost crazy. And, I, and that's why he should block her. Um, sorry, he, he should block me on Instagram. So right. he sent a message saying, oh, oh, why, why is he coming? This is pathetic. And then he was like, babe, I'm not, I'm, I'm not pissed off at you, love. I am, I'm just 
pissed off that he's coming here. This is not fair on us or something like that. And then she said in the same breath again um, to him, I can't do this. I need to leave. I'm sorry. So she had already told me that she had resigned from a boat. She was leaving within a month because we were going to go on a sail trip for two and a half weeks. Oh, sorry, two and a half months. So that was a plan. So you had planned yeah. and you had already had the money set aside and the time set aside to go on a sailboat with her yes. for two and a half months. Yes. So we hadn't, we hadn't booked anything quite yet, but that was the, I was going to come see her. We, we ex- had explained to each other that the show had taken a huge toll on us um, with, um, you know, her watching it. Unfortunately, when she watched it every week, it was difficult for her. She would see everything bad in what I was doing and forget the person I was while I was with her. So, right. yeah, which is understandable, but I was more than willing, again, to forget everything that had happened, uh, not just with me, but with her as well, and uh, work our way through everything. Because, you know, I think the main thing with my side is I hadn't been in a relationship for a long time. I had never been with anyone on a boat. And in being so far away from home, I had decided in my mind that if I was going to get with someone, I was going to stay with them. So... That was, you know, that was how I felt. And she was, I mean, for the good part, she was an amazing girl. Um, Yeah, so I'd found out. And then uh, when I landed in Fort Lauderdale, I walked, uh, I I got an Uber close to her boat. I had then sent her a text asking where she was. She said she was at her boat. I told her I was coming to her boat. And she called me. She said, what are you doing? you, uh, You can't come here. I'm on watch. So I said to her, um... I, I am coming. I'm, I'm sorry. I need to speak to you about something. She's like, is everything I can? I said, no. So she said, well, I, I can't leave the boat. I'm on watch. I said, well, I'm coming to the boat. I'm, I'm sorry. I need to clarify something. I'm going to come to your boat. If you have five minutes to stand off, which I know you can, because I was told by at that stage her boat doesn't even do watches. So she's lying. Um, mm. I, I walked up to the boat. She said, okay, I'll, I'll give you five minutes. And I walked up and I said that she had cheated on me. She said, no, she hadn't cheated on me. And I, I guess I begged for her. I said, I know. And she kept asking how I know and show her the evidence, of course, because that would, and this is not the first time it happened. When we were in production uh, for an interview, we had both gone. Her phone was on the table and it lit up and I looked at the message and it said, I miss you from the same guy. So she had told me all this time that the decan on the vessel were, she didn't like. Um, he had unfortunately, with all due respect to him, lost his brother recently, and she was just being there for him, but she really had absolutely no like towards him. So I had already figured out that, you know, he was around, but I, I didn't right. assume that they would have ever been together because I trusted her. Right. So, yeah, anyway, um, eventually the, the, the literal sentence that I, I said, the statement I said to her was not to do what she hates her dad for doing to her mom. And that was the cheating thing. So I asked her again, did you cheat, cheat on me? And she said, I, I, I kissed someone. And I said, okay, that already is more than enough for me to tell that you were lying. Um, and then I, I asked her eventually if there was anything more and, I, and she wouldn't answer me. So I told her I'd walk off, and if I had walked off without knowing the truth, I can only assume the truth. So if anyone was to ask me, all I'll do is tell them what I assumed. Um, 
she then gave right. me another five minutes to talk to me, and we went and sat down. She didn't entirely admit that she had slept with the guy, but she had been with him. So she then was saying to me, but we weren't, we weren't going out at the time. So I'd, I'd question what she meant by that, because as far as I was concerned, her and I had made an absolute agreement, obviously, to be exclusive and also, right. and also to let each other know what's going on, because I would never have even flown there from where I was going if right. I'd known that. And you would uh, not have been making plans to spend two and a half months on a sailboat no, with her when your career is so important to you and you're a very driven individual, and obviously. I, and I literally right. left the best job I could have ever been offered in my right. entire life with my Okay, so let's, so let's kind of regroup here first. Okay. So sure. I want to ask you, because <laughs> you know, I'm Dr. Zoe. I can't yes. love sex and relationships. So here's the situation, right? So here you are. She's seeing all this stuff that was filmed months and months previous. But the way that it was, you know, what it was showing her was that you were dishonest and you were a cheater and there was a risk in that. So basically she beat you to the punchline and she made sure that she cheated on you before you had a chance to cheat on her, which is kind of like the way these situations kind of work out sometimes. But here's the interesting part. Here's the interesting part. Karma. So this Jezebob, ultra ego guy, right? And this is on love, but I want you to kind of look at this because even in my own life, like I was a player my whole entire life. And then my last divorce was horrible. He didn't cheat on me, but he hit me. I finally surrendered to love, fell in love after I had broken many, many, many hearts. Yes. And I had cheated, and yes. I had been a player, and yes. then I finally fall in love with someone and devote my life to him and want to spend the rest of my life with him, and he got physical with me. Well, as a strong, independent woman, that's not something that I'm willing to put up with. So I had yes. to walk away from the only man that I ever loved in my life, and there was a huge, so. <laughs> a huge lesson in that, though. Yes. So what I want to know is, do you believe in karma, and do you believe that this relationship that happened with her, okay, yes. especially because of the way, you know, we saw how you were acting. Yes. Do yes. you believe that this was kind of like a karma thing where it was a huge lesson to learn? Absolutely. I mean, there's, there's no doubt about that. I do want to add, again, with, with everything on the show and the person I was immediately leaving right. the vessel she saw the contrast immediately. And I don't know what it was uh, on my side. I don't know what it was that it built up to. I don't know what I thought people wanted to see or liked to see. I don't know. I was in, I was in a bad position at the moment. I, well, sorry, a bad state of mind because of being, um, because of being on a vessel um, for four months prior to that and almost not even setting foot on shore, my mind was not in the right place. First of all, second of all, as far as cheating goes, the only thing I did that was absolutely wrong was to flirt with both of the girls, especially after I had hooked up or kissed kissed, uh, Brooke, of which even then there were discussions her and I had had after that about whether we would even be together or not. As far as... But the kicker of it was when when they showed that you told Casey if (laughs) it was her that had been sitting next to you, you would have kissed her and you might have ended up with her. And I think that was probably the most hurtful thing for Brooke 
My you know, just to, just to say, you know, that. And, you know, and it's awesome that when you stepped off the vessel, you were probably, you know, it was your first experience being on television and having the cameras in your face. And then you're like, you know what, I want something real with her. I want yeah. a real relationship. But there's a big lesson in that. Yeah, there's every there's- every heartache, every, you know, relationship comes into our lives so we can learn something from it. 100%. So my question, yeah, so my question to you now is like, how long, because I know you're not currently single, yeah. but how long did you stay single after the relationship with Brooke? It It was... Look, it, it took probably, I would say five or six months, to be honest, which okay. is quick, which is quick. But the reason I think I, I felt that it was absolutely right in the right time is because when I had heard or when I'd figure out, figured out what Brooke had done on, on my side, I had a lot, lot of lessons to learn still, but I had gone so far in terms of figuring out who I was that I was confident to to be who I was when I met for example this girl um it was never expected it was never a plan it just so happened that when we met I felt that it was just there um so again karma karma is is a real thing and I absolutely agree that you know even in seeing myself on the show the whole Jezebub thing the whole flirting thing it played a huge toll on me questioning who I was as a person. Right. And, and if I could be that person and not realize that I was being that person, ignorance is bliss. But I've been given this opportunity to see myself. Been, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, that's a beautiful thing. It's a great yeah. thing. Exactly. It's like right there in your face. How can you it, deny it? Well, so it's in, not only in right in my face. It's in my face and a million other people. Yes, including yes. Brooke and but including more everyone. importantly, your own personal journey is what, <laughs> is what we're talking about here. And um, there's a lot of temptation in the yachting Definitely. business and industry. So it's got to be a challenge to stay faithful in a relationship anyway. Yes, and absolutely. so now tell me a little bit about this current relationship. Is it a long distance relationship or how is that working out for you? And how long have you been with um, this in this new relationship? I have been now in the current relationship for eight months. And um, so far it, it has been, the easiest and the best relationship so far. Easiest for the right reasons, of course. Um, challenging because we both challenge each other, but it just it so happens that we just, like everything I had done wrong in front of Brooke, for example, or everything she had judged me on, I was skeptical to show that to the next person, but that means I would have been changing myself. So when something came up and I would question myself and I would look to the lady I'm with now for uh, like judgment, she didn't judge me for it. She understood it. And that was the biggest thing that I realized I could be myself with this girl and we can work together in being ourselves. It just, awesome. it just I can't even explain it to be honest. It's, it's hard to explain, but the, there are certain traits in myself that I did not realize I had up until watching the show. And even further after breaking up with Brooke, I realized almost, instantly that we, we we just weren't right for each other um right. i was are fine. you ever are you ever worried that jezebob will reappear 
Well, um, the other night he may have uh, slipped up on the show, <laughs> but again, that was eight months ago. So up until then, there's so yeah. much that I've learned. Um, right, it, right. You know, it, it is what what everyone sees, especially in the show, is the explosion. They don't see absolutely, you know, where it's built up from, where it's come from. A lot of people, in knowing that I have that sense or that type of personality when I drink a lot, they egg it on and they they sometimes win. So, right. you know, it's, it's not, it's never to that ex- extreme. If, if that, like, so this season you seem like a totally different, like more matured <laughs> yeah. guy. And you, again, you know, even on the show went from being a deckhand to a bosun and that's yes. amazing. But it also seems like Captain Sandy and you have a really close relationship like she's Absolutely. a mentor to you tell me a little Definitely. bit about about her and that relationship the thing i, I think that the, the huge thing about me being where i am now is first of all and i, I know that you guys will see the progression at the end of the show as to how i got to where i am now but it's it's sand you know you you can have the drive but everyone needs a mentor everyone needs someone who believes in them Absolutely. and it just takes, it just takes yeah. one person. If that one person yeah. believes in you and you accept that they believe in you, I can absolutely guarantee you that in using someone's 28 years of uh, experience in their advice, you don't make the same mistakes they do. You can advance quicker if you accept it. Yeah. Uh, as far as a friendship. Learn from mentors and not mistakes is one of the things I've said for years. Yes. Right. Learn from other people's mistakes. Learn from mentors, Absolutely. not mistakes. Absolutely. Absolutely. You do also have to make your own. You do, you do make your own mistakes, but they're more so lessons. She than seems like, <laughs> so I'm, you know, a CEO of a company and, you know, I love strong, independent women. And yes. Captain Sandy seems like a She's very exactly strong, that. independent woman. Is she different when the cameras aren't rolling? Or she is she is not at all. She is obviously okay. more of a boss on the boat and I haven't worked personally with her off the show. You um, know, I have I am never attracted to I'm definitely once in a while I like to make out with a girl, but I'm never attracted to girls like older than maybe twenty two, twenty three. But yeah. Captain Sandy, man, I'll tell you what, <laughs> I might go to the other side of the team, the other C team for her. She yeah. seems like somebody <laughs> who could flip a bitch in a second. She is just such a I'll a tell you the, strong, the best thing about her. Yet beautiful. <laughs> her presence. She, is, she just has yeah. such a great presence about her. Absolutely. You know yeah. what's been amazing between her and I is that we can definitely differentiate between a professional relationship and a friendship. And that's wonderful. There, there are certain times when you need one or the other. They almost cannot be mixed. And that is that is a huge um, accomplishment, both in her and myself, in order to acknowledge that. Because the moment, the moment I think those kind of intertwine or mix up, uh, when emotional feelings come into to work, um, it, it, can, it can ruin things. And it can ruin right. both relationships at once. Right. So, um, you know, she was a mentor. She did believe in me. And that, that was the biggest advantage I have had within the yachting industry. Um, it was just the one... One person that could, I mean, I had to work for it, but right, it changed absolutely. my life in offering the opportunities that I was looking for. That's wonderful. So, so yeah. far this season, it seems like there's not a lot of hookups on the boat. Are we going to yeah. see more? 
You are definitely going to see a lot of everything. <laughs> I mean, okay. it's, let's put it this way. The, the, the crew you see now aren't the crew that are going to be at the end. Um, the crew uh, hookups right now, you'd be surprised to, as to who gets together at the end again. It's, <laughs> it's very, you know, I can't, I can't give any spoilers, but I, I just think it was an incredible season overall. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about what's happening with your personal career right now. So you have become a captain. Tell me a little yes. bit about that. So I have become a captain. Um, I, I had an opportunity through Sandy who uh, one, or someone she had known was looking for a captain. Um, I almost didn't know if I was capable of taking the position and she's the one who, who laughed at me and said, you would, you would be so surprised to see the captains that do take these positions, you have more knowledge and experience. So if you'd That's like wonderful. to take it, I, 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 she said, you can do it. There's, there's no doubt that you can do it. You just need to say yes. So, um, yeah, I, I got the position and um, we are, I've, I've done four or five small charters so far. Amazing experience. I think understanding the captain side of things. And also I appreciate Sandy more uh, in the way she leads is because I feel that in being in this industry, there comes a certain point where you lose the sensitivity because you just get disappointed so often with people mm -hmm. and how they act. And so the fact that she is still the way she is makes a huge difference in understanding that if you're patient and you maintain composure and maintain your patience, you can help people to fix their issues rather than be, you know, aggressive and send them packing. So That's wonderful. Um, I think I think driving the boat is ten percent of the work, and then managing people is ninety percent. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not That's even wonderful. <laughs> well, what we're going to do is yeah. we're going to take a quick commercial break, and when we come back, we're going to answer the listeners' questions for you, Joelle. Okay, great. So no hang worries. on one second. And now it's time for Dr. Zoe's sexiest pick of the week. If you would like a chance to win the sexiest pick of the week and a shout-out on the show, just download the Dr. Zoe Today app and enter through the Sexiest Pick Challenge tab. Here are the rules. Oh, there are none. Okay, so now let's see here. We have our Sexiest Pick of the Week. And everyone, you can download your Sexiest Pick of the Week like the commercial just said in the Dr. Zoe Today app. And this week's winner is Rio Benitez from El Dorado Hills, California. Rio is a personal trainer, so congratulations to Rio. And you guys can all check out his sexy picture on the Dr. Zoe Today app under our photo gallery. Okay, let's get to your questions for Joelle. Joelle, <laughs> yes. so our first question is from Preston, and yes. it says, have you ever hooked up with one of the chartered guests during your career in the yachting industry? I have indeed. Um, I, we had one charter guest, uh, sorry, one, one charter. Um, they, it was my very last charter on my boat and I knew I was leaving. <laughs> I, I do live life once. Um, I did take, it, was not the, it wasn't, oh, I don't want to say it wasn't a challenge, but I had actually uh, gone out with uh, the brother and daughter um, very, very, very nice people. Um, and I had ended up hooking up with the 
the daughter of the, the main child, I guess. <laughs> okay. Okay. What's the longest you've been out on a yacht without touching land? Stephanie wrote that in. I, I would say close on two and a half months without touching land, um, which wow. is extremely, extremely mentally challenging. <laughs> yeah, because it's almost, even though it's beautiful, people don't yeah. really get it that it sounds wonderful. The but beauty you're, is, is yeah. for the guests, the work is for us. <laughs> yeah, and not only that, but it's almost like being institutionalized. In it is, way. and, and unfortunately, you get used secluded to with the same, yeah, yeah, with the same <laughs> people, yeah. Okay, let's see what's next here. We have. It seems like you really calmed down this season. Is there any particular reason why, Mia? Hello, so and, you broke up? Yep. Oh, yeah, I lost you for a second. So Mia wrote in and said, it seems like you've really calmed down this season. Is there any particular reason why? Um, yes, I watched myself last season and figured I needed to change a lot of things I didn't like about me. Um, it's not necessarily a point of calming down. I think last season, and I say this with respect to Conrad and his experience in yachting, I got very, very frustrated in seeing things that I very strongly believe even to this day that he wasn't doing right. And it was frustrating to me to know that he wasn't listening or giving me the opportunity just to explain to him most of the time. Again, the viewers see the explosion, but there was a lot of a buildup towards that because right. I was trying to explain on the better side of things that you know there, there are better and more efficient ways to do things and we should rather be helping each other than uh, obviously, you know, the, the, I, the way I saw it, he thought he was boss and we were workers when in yachting, it's very different. It, it can't right. 100% be like that. We, If we're listening, we're learning. If we're talking, we're regurgitating what we already know. <laughs> okay. Um, Teresa wrote in and said, what's the weirdest request you've had from a charter guest? Um, well, it depends. The boats I've worked on, uh, very, they're, they're, I mean, we sign confidentiality contracts and stuff. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, it it depends, but there are. I know, you people know, ask a, me all the time, who are your clients? Yeah. I'm, at the, I'm at the dentist's office getting dental surgery, and the guy, or I'm like in so much pain, and the dentist yeah. is like, so tell me about your NFL clients. I'm like, oh. Yeah, no. Nah. Yeah. me when I'm sitting here in your chair exactly. in pain. Like, I can't talk about that. Okay, yeah. like, you don't have to mention Well, no, I won't mention, mention names, situation. but a lot, you'd yeah. be surprised. Uh, we, we get, I mean, especially with the ladies, and it's very unfortunate, and it's, very, it's kept very quiet. People are propositioned a lot to do for with sexual favors, sexual favors, uh, almost prostitution. Um, yeah. To a point where if you don't do it, the captain may fire you. You know, so people. Yeah, you got to keep, keep the clients happy. They're spending a lot of money. I, I, so I, I kind don't of see like it a, here as much as I see in Europe. To be honest, I think it's a very, very different culture in the yachting industry in particular. Um, right. But yeah, it's uh, it's definitely something that people get approached about very, very often. Wow. Okay, well, listen, thank you so much for being on the show. Go <laughs> ahead course. and give out your Instagram once again, and I would love to do a follow-up with you maybe next Absolutely. season. But go ahead and give out your Instagram again, Joelle, so everybody sure. can connect with you. Thank you so much. Uh, it's Joelle Grant Franco. <laughs>
Okay, so thank you once again, and it was a pleasure. Yes, it was an absolute pleasure. Yes, and to all my listeners, tune in next time for real, raw, relevant information about business, entertainment, and relationships. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.